welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 116, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And we have over here, Ryan, and my beautiful wife. Eva. Splendid. We got four. Brownie points right there, winning. <laughs> he, he finally get, got it. The third time as a guest, he finally understood to go after us. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Ryan. Takes me a while, but... <laughs> Part of the tenacity. <laughs> Anyways, what's what's going on today, Sam? Um, like what are we talking about? Or no, like how's your day? Oh, okay. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, the four of us just finished planning our trip to Germany. Yep. Should we just call it Europe? We're not just in Germany. I'd say so. That's a really good point. Yep. Um. Oh, you can move that mic backwards if you want. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we just did that, and then Sean and I were very lazy today. We had very little tenacity. Were we lazy today? Yes. We were lazy for two hours. Took a nap. Sean took a nap. I played on my phone. Sounds about right for us. Yeah. And watched the Umbrella Academy, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys watched Umbrella Academy? No, I just rewatched the same three shows over and over. Oh, okay. What yeah. are those shows? Uh, Bridgerton, yeah. Gilmore yeah. Girls. When the Office was on, it was The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I broke our television. Yeah, and Ryan broke our television, so it's mostly just on my phone for the last two months. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of why I got Kindle Unlimited, so it's just lots of reading trashy romance novels for me right now. I love that. Reading is better than watching. Yeah. Right, Ryan? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. When was the last time you read a book? I read, Logan Rankin's. Yeah, I read Logan Rankin's book, and since then, none. Was that a good book? Should I read it? I'd say it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. I don't know. I'm reading uh, Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More. Pretty gangster. Hmm. Like, uh, everything I read is really good. I'm reading the, what is it, the Winning the War of Your Mind or yep. something? By Craig something. Mm-hmm. He's very religious, but yeah. he like says at the beginning of it, like, oh, you can apply this to anything, not just religion, but literally every sentence is just like, because <laughs> he's a pastor, right. which makes sense. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, yeah, you need to believe in God and God will help you through this. But if you just think about it as God as tools or apps, then you yeah. can kind of get past a lot of it. So anyways, what do we want to talk about today, Sean? We're going to talk about tenacity and grit ambition motivation motivation uh what got us on this topic sean the same thing that always does andy for podcast <laughs> that <laughs> motherfucker dude i just listen to shit endlessly yep so today the episode we were listening to he was really it was really cool because he was explaining about why people should listen to him and all this fun stuff uh do you guys know much about andy Frisella? I've read his book, 75 Hard. Oh, nice. Okay. I've failed at the 75 Hard program. I made it through like 55 days, and I sporadically listen to his podcast. Um, I know that he owns First Form and has grown a couple other businesses, but he's mm-hmm. pretty inspiring and motivational guy to listen to if you're okay with him being blunt. Yeah. Very blunt. Um, Love that. Ryan, how about you? 
Um, I've typed his name in and clicked motivation and then have him tell me I'm a little girl and then I go do stuff and that's about it. Yep. That's good. I like uh, that. This is the first time, the episode we listened to today was the first time I've really heard like in depth, like how he got to be where he is. Oh bro, that wasn't even like, you gotta I mean, go back and listen to his good I mean, shit. it was not even in depth, in depth, but it was, a uh, for the first three years he didn't make any money. Yep. And then... The following 10 years after that, he seven, made... Seven. following seven years. Oh, okay. He made, made $650 a month. Yes. Yeah. And that is why, like, people shouldn't be like, oh, you've been given everything. And he's just like, fuck you. I worked hard for this. Yeah. Um. So in, like, the episode, he ta- talks about that and tell says, like, people these days don't really have tenacity or motivation or... Um, ambition or anything because they just want to be given everything like they think success should be in instantaneous yeah should it happen in a year or two so they don't keep pushing after that year or two yeah but like what a lot of a lot of what he says and what a lot of other people say on like social media is it's like the instant fame right the instant successes within like oh if you do this and follow me you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year in six months or whatever mm-hmm. So the reason I thought this would be a good topic for the four of us is because of you two and kind of how like even I supported you two through starting stable living, really. Right. I think we've kind of talked about it, but yeah. not really with Ryan. Definitely not with Eva. Huh. Oh, you and I have talked about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I would say it's tough because like I, in some sense, enjoy the idea of being like broke and like very long-term like site but i wouldn't mm-hmm. say like that ambition like keep going like instant fame sounds horrible like a lot of people say like hey like if you had a million dollars tomorrow what would you do or like would you just be done or like instant money and i think that just sounds absolutely awful but yeah, yeah like any handouts just seems yuck but what do you think eva of what how you guys started the business or no of of instant fame Instant success. I think it's a lot rarer than people think. I think social media makes it makes it seem like a lot of people have achieved it, but a lot of people I listen to say that these people who look like they have instant success, it was built on 10 years of hard work day after day. So the online personas can make it seem a lot easier than what's actually happened. I think Andy Forsell is a great idea or a great example of that. Um, another person that we had come talk to our mastermind group was Lindsay Schwartz. So she has had a lot of success in her business in the last year or two, but she had seven, 10 years of other business experience and work that she's put in prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's not as easy as people think and it shouldn't be expected. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, that's uh very true. Yeah, a lot of the pe- a lot of people might like get an Instagram following or like become prevalent on social media, and people are like, "Wow, they came out of nowhere!" But they could have been working at it for ten years, and they just finally had something take off mm-hmm. that that brought them up. And Instagram's so hard too, because I feel like so many people like delete their old stuff. Right. So like, if their old stuff wasn't polished, so it's so much a harder to tell that. like how long they actually have been doing it. Yeah. Like with our podcast and our blog, you can see when the very first episode or the very first blog came out. Right. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, through like the actual content or whatever. Yeah. Or like companies that are estimated in whatever date. Yeah. With, with established. Established. Thank you. Guys, hey, I'm fucking stupid, dude. I honestly didn't. I just don't even know words. So what like what pushed you two to keep going through those first like three years of stable living? I just don't think we had anything better to do. That was definitely part of it. So what are you gonna do? Just keep going to school? Lame. I think I like kind of saw that like there was potential like we were like we we're in that phase of like oh we'll see if it's gonna work out like it's scary but it's like well the two options are oh this is gonna work out and you can make good money and work for yourself or the other option is i'm gonna work a nine to five and make okay money so it was like that opportunity even though it was like nothing was happening now it's like well there's a chance we can actually do something more than because my expectation before was i'm gonna manage at menards or somewhere and i might have a side gym i'm like that doesn't sound you know, anywhere near where we're at today, so. And I can speak just from the support side, like, you guys started it when you were, like, 21. We were in college. We were all broke, so (laughs) being broke, opening a business was no different than being broke, working 20 hours a week at Menard. So, (laughs) like, when people who are older and have other commitments in life, like, it was it was easier because the expectation was that you're going to be broke for a while when they started. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a big deal that they weren't making money to us because they weren't making, making money, money before. <laughs> right. Dude, that's put beautifully. We've talked about it like when you're in college making $15,000 a year working part time. You're just fucking making it. You're just getting it. Life. It, you don't even you don't even understand what making like a real wage is. That's just what you. That's how you live. And now, like living off of a real salary, forty, fifty thousand a year, whatever. Um, going back and living off of fifteen thousand would be horrendous. Mm-hmm. That would be so, <laughs> dude. Like the the thought of. I remember. I remember like people would hit me up like, "Hey, let's go out." And I'm just like, hmm, okay, well, if I go, I really only got like 20 bucks to spend. And like, hmm, I'd rather just sleep and hit the gym tomorrow and save that 20 bucks. And so I just went to that. <laughs> now I'd be like, 20 bucks, dude? Like, I'll spend that in a minute. Like, what do you, I'll grab it. That was lunch. That was lunch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like before, I'm like, oh, man, I'll take two McChickens and like <laughs> yeah. two McDoubles. And then when that shit got taken off the dollar menu, I was like, man, I really got to reevaluate what I'm doing here. Like, how yeah. am I going to order this? <laughs> Eva, what pushed you to start your uh, accounting business? To be honest, it was Ryan. I had sat through my CPA, got my CPA. I was working my corporate job. And then he's like, you just spent 20 hours a week at least the past half year to year studying you should start a side business. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, I guess I have a lot of free time. And at this point in our lives, we weren't married yet, didn't have kids. And my corporate job still was only like a normal full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, sure. So it started off small. It started off with just a couple of clients. It was more just if people wanted to work with me, I'd work with them. Wasn't pushing. And then it started to grow like very slowly, very organically. And then as time went on, it was really like once I had my daughter, once I was pregnant with my daughter, was really my tipping point of I'm going to take it full time. Um, but really the start of it was just Ryan told me I had extra time and I should do this. And I was like, I liked money. And I was like, sure, I'll start a part-time business. I so. think the freedom too, probably a lot. Cause she's That's seen cool. like 
well, me and Sean had freedom, kind of, but good time freedom. Yeah, we had, we could structure it in a certain way where if a boss told her to come to work, she had to come to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was tough, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would come home a lot of days like she didn't. I don't think you enjoyed your job. Like you were good at it, but you didn't enjoy working most of the jobs you had. For the most yeah. part. There's, I mean, there's that with everything, but there's definitely. I don't always like being told what to do. So working a normal job. I feel like that's Eva's a big. Kinda, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Type A. That's like a, a big thing of like people who want to start their own business. They're just like, I just don't want to like take orders from people anymore. I feel that. That's real. Dude, yeah. I'm, here, he, the stigma behind it is so ridiculous because 200 years ago, 80% of the population owned, was self-employed. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we've gone so far from that and people are so afraid to do their own thing because they don't want to answer other people. Like, there's nothing wrong with being self-employed, making a decent wage, and being in control of your own time and, like, being your own boss. Mm -hmm. So, I think part of that, not that this is the exact route we were going to take with conversation, but part of that piece is I know I always felt part of why I didn't go to being self-employed earlier was because I was like, oh, we have the security of my job. Brian owns, owns his own business. Yep. And my last job before I became fully self-employed, my first three weeks, it was during COVID. I tra- changed jobs during COVID. And within the first three weeks, they were laying people off in my department. And that was really like my first time at a job where my department was getting affected. Mm-hmm. Um, my background, for anyone who doesn't know, is I'm a CPA and I've worked in accounting for a long time and those departments usually run pretty thin like they're not departments that over hire because they're the ones that manage budgets so when I went to this new job and they started laying people off I was like okay well normal jobs like I knew layoffs happened but in my area usually didn't so I was like well I really don't have any like certainty and there's some podcasts I listened to that said to like have more faith in what you can bring in than just relying on someone to bring you a paycheck. Love it. I do love it. Grant Cardone, they asked him like, what um, if someone had a hundred thousand dollars, what they should do with that money? Um, if they're like, if they're like thirty years old and they have a hundred thousand dollars, where should they invest it? And he's like, in yourself to gain a skill to make more money, then invest it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, golly, I love that. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like? If you hadn't started stable living and done the stuff you're doing now, uh, if you hadn't done that at the ages you did it, would you do it now? I'd say it really depends, like where we were at. Like if we were, if I was at Menards making forty thousand, I might like I'd be okay taking the risk. But if I was, you know, like flipping houses or doing something, but it was like on a lot smaller scale, like let's say seventy thousand or sixty, I don't probably wouldn't take the risk. I don't think, you know. But like, like even now it's like, I mean, the same thing. It's like, okay, let's say we make, I don't even want to see what we make, but let's say we make good money and we had an opportunity to come up where we could make $5 million a year. Like, would we take that risk to lose what we have? Probably not. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, that's a good question. And I've talked to people about this because to go back to what we were talking about, they're like hey, I'm starting a business and like I'm, I keep investing money. I keep investing money and I'm not getting any money back. And I was like, 
that's what happens when you start a business. And they're like, when do you start making money? I was like, I don't know, like three to five years. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, this ain't like fucking hunky-dory awesome life. Like, you're not making money for a long time. And you have to just, everything you make, plus whatever you go make afterwards, you got to put back in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, dude, I couldn't even imagine having tried flipping houses without first having done stable living, making money, and all that stuff. Because... Dude, flipping houses is so goddamn yeah. expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to flip a house with like ten thousand dollars in savings. How do you have done it? You can't. You can't even. I, dude, yeah. I, I dropped six figures into flipping houses in the first two months. Boom, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you would have had to have done like what is it? The construction loans where you can like get paid back like while you're still doing projects. Yeah, you, it's so, risky too. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah. That's, I mean, that's ta- that's so yeah. much more time consuming to wait to get them. It's money. more time consuming, yeah. and what's very difficult about that is. You, if you only have that $10,000, you clearly don't have a big credit line, like a credit card with a big credit line. Thankfully, I've had my credit open since I was 18. And so I had credit cards with over $10,000 limits so I could just fucking max those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when something sold, I could pay them off. But like, dude, if you don't have that credit card. <sighs> or yeah, like the HELOC. We use the HELOC, HELOC lock. Dude, I couldn't even imagine trying to like, with 10 grand, dude, you... Live and flip. That's the only like the yeah. only thing you can do is a live and flip and mm-hmm. slowly do it over two years. Um, but so I love that people like so taking it back to what you asked Ryan, like would we do it again? Would we start something like that again? I think it'd be it's so difficult to think of not making money for like the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. Like for it's twenty seven and just not making money, especially like. If you would have went and managed at Menards, you'd have been making 70. Mm-hmm. Easy. You'd be making 70 right now. I probably would have done like foreman or something for construction. That's 70. So you, we'd easily be making 70,000. And so it's like, oh, hey, go from 70 to zero. Mm-hmm. Plus, but, you probably have bills at that point, like a house and kids. So you're almost screwed at that point in some sense. Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The level of commitment has to be way higher. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're oh, like yeah. the level of tenacity you need needs to be so much more to do it later in life when you have all those like commitments and bills mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, honestly like when you two started stable living, you could not have picked a better time. That was true. It was perfect. Which I mean, even think about it, like getting someone to buy a rental at age 25 versus someone at 45, like it's almost like convincing a 45 year old to buy a duplex is like not easy. It's like, it's not like so hard where like, you know, at 25, you're just so much more open to trying things, I think, because you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'd be hard to like invest in stuff at our age. Like if you didn't no. have any, um, like if you did just work at Menards and did whatever and then buy like an investment property here and there, but starting a whole business is just such a different world. Yep. Big time. Big time. But I mean, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, dude. He started at 67. Yeah. Did he really? He started KFC at 67? Yeah. I mean, you could definitely, like, save money and, like... No, he was broke as shit. He just kept trying to get it. He finally landed on, like, his 300th try. Oh, it was a- absolutely insane. I do think certain businesses, though, are easier to start. Yeah. Yeah. At, like, later in life or, like, on the side. Like, that's an, one yeah. thing 
to ease into is like you can start stuff on the side and it not be such a shock so that's Mm -hmm. something people should keep in mind that's so true especially if you have a skill so i mean we've seen people who worked um in construction electrician plumbing and they've done that for 10 15 years in their career and dude to start contracting for people You've already acquired all the tools. If mm-hmm. you've been doing it for 15 years, 10, 15 years, you already have all the tools. Mm-hmm. You have a truck. You don't even need a trailer, but you could get one for like a few grand and you have a construction business. Insurance mm-hmm. is cheap as shit, like a thousand bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's so easy to start a contracting business, um, electrician, plumbing, anything like that, or accounting. Mm-hmm. I, doing that. I do like that because, like, you can still do that on the side, mm-hmm. while, like, with your full-time mm-hmm. job. So then, like, when you go to just have that business and not your full-time job, it doesn't affect, like, getting loans or anything. No. Yeah, because I know, I know guys that have, like, Dang. would work work construction, do four tens, and then they would work for themselves Friday and Saturday. And so, you know, they'd work two days a week with their business for a couple of years before they branched off into doing their own thing. Yeah, because then if you've done it for two years, then you could still get loans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn, yep. that's so cool. I've never, I've never thought about that. That's genius. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've always recommended to like side business first before going full time, unless it's like you know a home run or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, with you, same thing. Yep. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. side businesses. Sam and I talked about that too. Like. Sam's not just going to quit her job until she has other income coming in. Yeah. Then she can mm-hmm. do that. But, yeah, it's important. It is important. Otherwise, you can be a bum. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you wouldn't have enough stuff for me to do? Oh, no, 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 no. I could for sure fill your schedule. <laughs> yeah. Like, tomorrow. I know. Do you want it tomorrow? You, uh, we I'm already not did, going into this, We bro. already discussed it. <laughs> You're too late. I know. I love this shit. <laughs> I feel your schedule so damn fast. It I know you be would. funny. <laughs> Ugh, work would be pissed. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't even like working with me. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't see you. You'd be probably off doing other things. So true. So it'd just be me and Mimi at the office again, like it was two years ago. <laughs> Remote. <laughs> just how I like it. Oh, man. But anyhow, um, ambition. So what kept ambition. you guys going? Like, while you were making no money, what kept you going? Um, and Eva, you can answer that too. I mean, you had a full-time job and kept doing side stuff. I'll let them talk first. I mean, mine was just the potential of like life-changing type uh, like opportunity or like going back to normal. Like even now it's like so hard just to even like think like that. But I think it was just potential. And I didn't have much to lose because I didn't have much. It was mine, but... Um, yeah, mine was like, um, I knew the potential was there. I had a feeling the potential was there. Um, but I would say my bigger drivers, um, where I just really, like, I always wanted to do something more and I always wanted to own a business. Um, but when I was like 19, my thought was like construction, flipping houses type, whatever. And then didn't do that right away, but now I'm doing that. But, um, uh, I would say even greater than wanting to do something bigger was I just really wanted to prove a lot of bitches wrong. <laughs> True. Yeah, Sean had a lot of people against A him. lot of fucking yeah. haters, dude. And I just... I remember that. So many cuck haters, dude, that I seriously... <laughs> I was just like, I want nothing more to shove this down their throats with my fucking fist. Mm-hmm. And so I just... Like, that was it. That was why. 
And even like a couple of years ago, people are still just like, oh, it won't last. It won't last. And Sean's just like, we have this many people and this many employees. How is it not going to last? I just want nothing to do but to just slam my success into your face. <laughs> I still love that shit, dude. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, man, because I like I truly enjoy doing, like labor work, you know, and doing that stuff. And it, it would just be so simple to just go do that. But I'm like, nah, dude, I just love just proving people wrong. Just love it. Is that what I need to do? Just pretend to be against you and just tell you you can't do it. You're never yeah. going to do it. And then you'll yeah. just work harder. Okay, cool. Let's I get love to that, dude. I love, when, <laughs> I love when people hate. I'm just like, yeah, why? I do remember like sort of things with stable living. There'd be something I really didn't want to do. And I thought it'd be really hard. And I'd be like, yeah, Shine, Like, I don't think we can do this. And then I'm like, he'd be like, well... I was like, dude, you should do it. Like, I bet you can't. And then he would do it. <laughs> dude, that fucking, oh, my God. The, uh, the, the restrictive measures the probably. Restrictive so. measures. Yeah. Right. Oh, man, this this restrictive measures. It's I ridiculous. Just think, I, just, I just don't think it can be done. And uh, Sean, I, I bet you can't do it. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, right? Like yeah. 50 hours into a document later, I'm like, what's up? He's like, Done. I hate my life. Fucking Dude, and then the worst part was they hours of meetings. And then they wouldn't even use it. Yeah. They were like, ah, we can't use this. They're like, well, they're, they're like, oh, this is great, but we're not going to put it in place. A year later, they finally put they it did, in place. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, dude, I worked way too much goddamn time into this thing for it not to be used. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so true. I love it. Well, it's like someone told me I couldn't run like a half marathon. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. It'd be so fucking easy. So just, was it easy? Did it was it hurt? easy. No, it's so easy. <laughs> Anyone hasn't caught on by now, Ryan's an instigator and just pushes people. I'm pretty things. good at that. That is accurate. Yeah, that is very accurate. <laughs> uh, so anything got done at Stable Living. I bet you can't do this. <laughs> That's right. God. Do you do that with Cody? Does that work on Cody? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I would say I am pretty good at like not motivating people to do stuff, but slowly like pushing people to do things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It works, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would say Cody's not that way, but not the same. Yeah. Different. I think that's only like a man thing. It's a personality thing. I think more than anything. Yeah. I would say you're more like that. Eva's more like that. Like if I, <laughs> I don't usually do that with her because she's my wife, but I could be like, Oh, like we can't do this. And she'd go do it where, like, she wouldn't self... Like, Sean probably wouldn't have self-motivated himself to do that restrictive measures plan. Fudge, like, there's no way. No. But, Fudge, no. Yeah. I definitely think it's a personality thing. And I would have just cried about it for, like, 300 hours, probably, but... Yeah. yeah. I wonder what personality type that is. What? Which one? That, like, is like motivated by that. Others. Are you a D? D. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a D-I. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What am I, the S-I? What's your S-C? SC. SC. Yep. Yep. SC. I remember what I am. Ryan, you were D something, something else. And he's a DI. Yeah. DI also. Or maybe you're a DS. Because you, I think you were like the random. Yeah, you were DS, I was pretty sure. Right, right. Yeah. 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 But they're like, you shouldn't be this way, but you can be, yeah. but you shouldn't. Yeah. <sighs> That's funny. Have you guys ever done any other personality ones? I did in college, and one of my old employers, we did, like, Strength Finders, but the Strength Finders, I'm not as big of a fan of, because they give you, like, your top five and your bottom five, and there's, like, 34. Oh. Mm, I've seen So it's just a lot. Um, Yep. I've also taken one that's, like, are you a lion, bear? There's, like, four animals, too. I don't remember all the animals, but I remember... Do they have a sloth? 
I think one of them is. Yeah, Ryan would really fall in that category. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've taken the Ananagram. I like that one a lot. That one's really cool. Yeah. Because uh, that Yeah, that one's my favorite. And just because that one, like, digs so deep into everything, and Sean and I are just like, fuck, this is exactly who we are. I just do nanograms. You read that shit, and you're like, oh, this is kind of like me, and then you go into the next Deeper. category, and it's like, oh, that's no. me. Go mm. to the next one. Oh, shit, that's me even more. Which oh, ones are you? Oh, oh I can oh, look man. it up. I was like a three and an eight. Really? Yeah. That's what I am. Eva, we're the same person. <laughs> I was the... Get closer, The one, probably. the... the you please, I'm the people pleaser or whatever. Seven? No, I think no. you're a nine. I don't remember. Is it a nine? nine? It is a nine. Um, the peacemaker. Nine. The peacemaker, Sam. Yeah, my passion is sloth. What's, yeah. I don't know what mine is. I took the predictive index on our mastermind thing, me and Cody. But. Uh, the challenger. You Eight's yeah. the challenger, and then what's three? Three is the achiever. The achiever. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I paid for this restore from purchase. Nice. But, yeah, no, I think, like, um, uh, that would make sense why Eva and I like to achieve. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And do shit. Uh, there was another one that we recently did, but you didn't like it as much. You're right. I didn't like that one. It was... It was perfect for me, but Sean, like, he answered one question in the wrong way. So then it went to, like, a completely different mm-hmm. thing. And if he, because if he would have answered it the other way, it would have gotten you an entrepreneur. That's correct. Yep. yep. That's correct. But you answered it wrong. Well, because I wasn't in a very wrong. creative mood that day and I'm not very creative and they want entrepreneurs to be creative. And it's like. Was it Myers-Briggs? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not creative in the realm of like creating shit, but I'm creative in thinking. Yeah. And like what I'm going to do. And, and it was like something stuff. about like. Being creative, like art wise or something. Yeah, wasn't I'm it? just like Brian, this creative guy. Yeah. I wonder if I ever took pictures of what our nanograms were. I'm sure somewhere. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, I do think, like, I mean, obviously, tenacity, motivation, ambition is all like a mainly a personality thing, but I do think it can be learned. I agree. Oh, dude. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it can 100% be learned. Because. Oh yeah, go pee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I um, I am inherently extremely lazy. But you can just nah. swing that around. Just like, swing it around. I I, I like I can be I can be quite lazy. Oh yeah. I love Netflix. I love kind of just slothing around. Um, but I like seeing stuff get accomplished, and so. I do have to push myself to go do things and not just like, because it would just be like, it's so chill and relaxing to just sit and watch Netflix. It's nice to be lazy. I think marriage ruined you. Why? <laughs> I'm not going to explain why, but I think it did. Marriage ruined me? Yeah. <laughs> because, well, before you like to be busy. Yeah, I know. And then we got married, and then you're just like, oh, we can just sit and watch TV. I feel like you still work quite a bit. I do. Yeah. Sam, what are you talking about? Okay, hold on. I'm fucking clearing this up right now, all right? There's a massive difference between, like, being at work, working, and working. Okay, no, we still discuss this. My brain's always working. No, that does not count. 
We found that out. Didn't count. Right, that didn't count. We found out <laughs> Sean works only 30 hours a week. Yeah. I believe it. Because he... Because I go to work at 7, and then I usually try to get home around 4 or 4.30, and Sean always beats me home, and he always leaves after me. And then I found out him and Kyle don't usually start until 8.39. I was like, that's two whole hours a day. Wait, why are you starting at 8.30 or 9? I'm fucking lazy, dude. <laughs> Bro. Well, and Kyle likes to hang out with Quinn in the mornings, which mm. is understandable. But Sean could do all of his office work in that hour, hour and a half before he beats up with Kyle. So Kyle's done at 3? No, Kyle usually works till like 4.35. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But for like, dude, for like... A month, two months, I was fucking, dude, I was working like 8.30 to 3. Yeah, you're bad. And then they'd Bum. go, like, they'd be like, uh, we could get off at lunch to go golfing on Fridays. Yeah, dude, Kyle and I talked about that after, like, after a solid month of doing that, we're like, hey, so we can't do this anymore, because, uh, that was wasteful. They got so little work done for, like, I have, two months. I would say I have noticed, like, with stable living is, like... Like, more recently, since Sean's been gone, is, like, if I don't give, like, a deadline to something, like, being an entrepreneur, like, you're going to take longer. But if, like, you have that time where you have to get it done, like, when I get home from a vacation and one day I get done as much as I get done in a week when I'm not. Yep. So, like, having deadlines, I think. Yeah. Dude. Like, enforce it. Very important. flight on the way to Hawaii, Sean and I were so productive. Yeah. Well, it's because I, like... Because all we had to do. Yeah, I fucked off. Like, well, I didn't fuck off. I had, like, a lot of, like, actual labor work to do that week. So, I was like, oh, dude, the flight, like, I have to do all of my shit on the flight for office work. So, I spent, like, seven hours just on my laptop doing work. Mm -hmm. Which is just, I don't know. That's nice. A lot of that shit, dude, is, like, just because you're not billing hours does not mean you're not working. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a big misconception. Thinking about just work while you're sitting and watching TV is not not working. All right, hold on. (laughs) I usually don't watch TV and think about work. I usually, like, work out and think about work, which probably isn't any better. Or, like, go do shit and think about work. No. (laughs) It's not work, but it also is, like, mentally, like, exhausting in some way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not getting any work done. Now, but it has, your thinking issues have gotten better since we did the giant to-do list, though. Oh, yeah. I used to go around in circles on how to get shit done. But now I have a list, and now I just problem solve on how to get that done. Mm. Anyways, that's just me calling Sean out on his unproductivity. (laughs) Procrastination, there you go. Eva, how do you keep yourself motivated? It definitely ebbs and flows. Uh... I, being a tax preparer, it definitely ebbs and flows because there's obviously a huge deadline for what I do. And most tax preparers don't work as hard in the summer. That's just like a fact. So in the summer, I mentally had said I wasn't going to work as much. And then we acquired a large amount of property. So it shifted from not working a lot to working on different stuff. So even if I'm not billing out hours... Um, we've added 52 units to manage in the last month and a half. So, but I, I definitely am a person that needs like deadlines and a task list. I've also, this is my first year fully self-employed. So I've 
used resources like getting an accountability coach and joining some programs so that way other people can hold me accountable because it is definitely a big shift. Yeah. So. That is smart to, uh, like, that's uh, the book that I'm reading, The War on Whatever, Winning Your Mind. Hmm. Uh, he talks about, like, having a tool to help you, like, get stuff done. Because he, he pretty much says, like, if you've tried ten times to, let's say, to start working out, you're never going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you're pretty much just... Uh, uh, like, I used in the blog. Like, you're using a saw to try to put a table together. Like, it just doesn't work. So he says to, like, use different tools to help you get those things that you want. So that's really smart to, like, use an accountability partner and have, like, someone help you. Because a lot of times you do need, like, other people and things to help you get through anything. Do you think it was easier that you two had... Each other, uh, Ryan and Sean. Oh yeah, yeah, by far. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, I think it'd be very, very difficult to do it on your own. I could do a business on my own a lot easier now, but like first business endeavor, you look at a lot of people who like started out in a business. They had someone working with them. Like they, like almost everybody had a partner who grew a big business. Um, and then like, they just end up buying a partner out or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, as they go through, um, or some state partners for a long time. I guess, I mean like Rob Bailey, he he doesn't have a business partner, but like Austin helps him do a lot. Yeah. And like his wife, Dana helped him a lot and stuff. And Andy Fursell's got a partner. Steve Jobs had a partner. Didn't Steve Jobs buy in? Uh, I thought there was, like, four of them, and didn't he, like, buy them out? Something like I'm that. I'm trying to remember the movie. Yeah. Steve Jobs actually got kicked out, and then he got asked back in. Yeah. yeah. Dude, but so, I mean... The other partners. I feel like you could feel, like, really, like, alone, I think, starting a business and having, like, no one around you that has, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when we started... Like, now we're around a lot of people that are starting businesses, or, you know, they're in them. But like, going from where we were, and not even knowing anyone that owned anything... Like, that would be, I think, hard and, like, feeling alone and, like, are you doing the right thing kind of thing, but... Mm-hmm. Or if the partner is... I don't know. It was kind of fun. Like, if it would have failed anyways, it would have been, you know, not a waste of time, I don't think. But. Yeah, it would have been an experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, the motivation part throughout the whole process is, like, what really... Um is inspiring i guess i mean to go three years and not make any money or very minimal money is just incredible to me definitely weren't making a lot of money no, no. that's for sure mm. um but that's like how rasta runna was talking um it's all about like enjoying the process if you can't enjoy the process you don't the destination does not even matter because it's like if we were to win the lottery, which we don't even play the lottery because we probably wouldn't want to win the lottery, um, you reach the destination without having built the experience. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, the destination isn't even worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's people just ruin their lives when they come into money yeah. um, because they didn't build the build up and experience the process because the process is the, the part that's fun. Yeah. 
like I, I don't know. I still like to this day. I don't like Saturday and Sunday because I wish you could just extend Saturday and Sunday as work because then you just get to do the process every single day. But you have the weekends and it's like, oh, people are off and you have like weddings and you got to do shit. And I love weekends. Up. I'd say like weekends to me. It's the only time I enjoy them is if it's like something I actually want to do or if like people. I have like five people like I actually enjoy spending time with, but if it's like not them. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not like golfing or hanging out with Joe. Like it's if I'm doing something like I have to do, it's like well I'd rather be at work for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked what we did yesterday. Sean and I worked for five hours in the morning. Loved it, and then just like fucked off the rest of the day. Yeah, yep. that I could do. Um, which I mean I guess usually I do anyways because usually we're podcasting and then I have to edit it and. Mm-hmm. Sean doesn't have to do anything except for show up on the podcast. You goddamn right. <laughs> goddamn right. right. <laughs> but I posted on Instagram like four times this week. I'm though. so proud of you. That's just yeah. impressive. You're you're stepping up in the world. Dude, trying. I got like half a week. It's pretty tough. I'm outsourcing it for my business. That's beautiful. That's so smart. Beautiful, beautiful. We tried to get Instagram. our little intern to do it and then she just she wasn't a very good self motivator. Yeah. But she she figured that out, and then she now works at festivals. So yeah, which is all right. But now we get her mom. Yeah, which <laughs> awesome. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, no, I think like a lot of that though, like the self motivation part, is very key. And and then like once you realize your personality, like you have setting deadlines, for example. Um, once you learn that about yourself, you have to set those deadlines to self-motivate yourself to do it. Otherwise, you just procrastinate and not do anything. Because mm-hmm. self-employed, you just really don't have to do anything. Mm. Like uh, this past week, Shen and I weren't able to get our podcast done by Friday. And I was very upset. Oh, yeah. I was willing to stay up so late Thursday <laughs> night to get the podcast done, like edited and done in time. And Sean just like, no. No, I'm going to bed. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Do in the morning. Yeah. But I just don't like to make things like that a habit. Because, like, once we get out of the habit of... Then you like, just let it happen, yeah. Yeah, especially the blogs. Yeah. Once we're out of habit of getting those out on time, then it's just over. Yep. And it's so hard to get back into it. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, I think habits, motivation, self-motivation are two big things. Yep. And deadlines. And deadlines. Yep. I don't know. You gotta figure out what works for you. One thing, talking about what works for you. Uh, one thing that did come up with a coach that I used this year is the human design. That's something you guys should look into. Oh, okay. So, like, there's four different energy types. So, like, knowing how you work best can help with motivation because if you're one type of energy and you set a goal a certain way and it clashes you're not as easy to achieve it so interesting yeah like that i'll check that out did you write that design i did good did indeed yeah that's what i like about the in anagram too they talk about like if you work with a three here's how to make it work better Mm -hmm. they get really in depth on that one i don't remember if that one tells you like like your I'm going to look into it. Anyways, you can keep going. Cool. So, Ryan, when are you getting that Lambo? <laughs> Maybe next year. Next year. Lambo next year. You can get a Lambo for like 100 Gs. It's not bad. Nah. 
family car, right? What a cool one, though, that's for sure. We need we need something that can hold two car seats in the back. It's a tr- there's a trunk, one car seat, and then one car seat in the front. You like a Mercedes AMG? Yeah, it's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, kind of cool. You could get a Lambo SUV, maybe. Do they make those? They do make those. They're really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably better off getting like a G-Wagon or something. No, I ain't getting a G wagon. You don't like a G wagon, no. dude? No, I'll uh-uh. get a Bronco. Well, it's like a Rolls Royce or something, but I think that'd be cool for like a week until you destroyed the interior, and then I'd shoot myself. <laughs> yeah, bro, you'd have to like, de- you'd have to have that detail? bitch at the detailer every week. Well, no. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, dude, I don't know. I think you just do like a cool four door sports car in color day. I don't even know if they're... Yeah, how many of them are there? They don't exist. <laughs> That's the issue. Four like, dude, they the issue. don't exist. All right, so you got the BMW 8 Series. Ooh, Audi A7s. So those are pretty dope. Ooh. I know Matt had an S4. That was kind of cool, I'm pretty sure. BMW M5. Ooh, that's dope. I think we just got to have two cars. Fucking Audi RS. That'd be cool. I mean, if you're Sean, you have five, so you're fine. Oh, oh my God, dude. Six if you count the motorcycle. Audi e-tron GT. This shit looks wild. It gets... I don't know. It's just electric, but... Sean, do you want to hear I'm this? About, dude. That's what you need, Ryan. Do you want to hear this one thing about my anagram? No, it's pretty lame. What's that? Set goals and create structure. Set healthy limits on vegging out. That's really smart. <laughs> you need that. I need that? No, I do. I get lost in TikTok. I was watching, uh, what is it, Instagram reel, and I was, I think I actually talked about ambition, and I don't know why this came into my head, but he was talking about, like, as you grow in your business, that it's, like, harder to keep growing, obviously, because, like, the roadblocks are bigger and bigger, but they say, yeah. like, like, every Roblox bigger, but you, if you don't break through it, basically like a business is dying. If it's not growing at like a small percentage, how do you keep it? Like, how are you going to keep ambition at like 45 when you're already that big and you can have whatever you have? Like, you know, like how does, I don't know. What are your guys thoughts on that? I don't know. I think I like, not more employees, but more like, you know, like making your product better or something like that. Yeah. I think Andy takes an account like, cause he thinks about his employees a lot so I'm sure, like, to him, his motivation is, like, if I make this company bigger, then I can, like, help more people or, like, the people I have, I can improve their lives. Yeah, so he talks about it because uh, if you've listened to 72,000 hours <laughs> of Andy Frisella, um, you'll know that. So he reached the point when he was, like, 40 years old. I think it was 2019. Um, he got super sick. And he was at home. For like three weeks, just fucked up with like pneumonia. And he said every day he'd wake up and he saw his bank account go up. Every single day his bank account went up. But he didn't do anything. He wasn't taking phone calls. He wasn't going to the office to help. Nothing. And his business just kept growing. His business, his bank account just kept growing. And he said he got severely depressed. Severe, like was like, what the hell is the point of my life? I can buy anything I want. I have private jets. I can do anything I want, buy anything I want. And um, he's like, what the hell is the point of me living anymore? And then he realized it was to like help everybody that works with him. Um, and so then now his main driver is to make as many people that work for him, 
like reach their goals and dreams and make them millionaires. And so everything he does to expand his company is to bring along as many people as he can. And then Sal, who runs like the whole operations, his brother, talked to his, talked to the whole team, talked to everybody there. And he's like, hey guys, I can, I can get all of you to reach your goals. You just got to give me 15 years. And like everyone here will reach your goals. You just got to give me 15 years. Think how like incredible the country would be if all companies work like that. Right, because there's so many companies that like the CEOs, the COOs, like they just increase their wages over and over and over and over again. But like, they're just like, oh, an employee can make fifteen dollars an hour. That's fine. Yep. How crazy is that? I think it's how. It's just a mindset change. Yeah. I think you almost like you got to go through those stages or those phases, and I think a lot of people that go through those phases end up just making a company that regresses, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people that are fucking drinking every weekend, mm-hmm. buying fancy shit constantly. They're not like focusing on the growth of their company anymore. They're just like out to enjoy themselves. And that those are the companies that regress and don't keep that growth. Mm-hmm. So I think like uh, a bigger purpose would be my answer to that. I like that. A bigger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like once you hit that age, at least how everything's going, I feel like it's going to be either building something new that money isn't the focus or like something more philanthropic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Makes sense. I like that. Cool. Got anything else? Hey, man, that's it. Go out there and be ambitious. Quit watching so much damn Netflix, you lazy fucks. You guys got anything? <laughs> Nope. Nope. Cool. Thanks for joining us and catch us on the next one. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>